No, he won't, because Santa Claus ain't bring me no man, and I want a man for Christmas, and for the last couple years, he's not bringing me no man. So me and Santa Claus, we're having this, like, argument right now, where I'm like, bitch, I want a man. Y no me lo trae. What's up, everybody? My name is Mauricio. Welcome to It's Just a Talk. This is episode 011. It's Just a Talk is where we talk a little tea, talk a little truth, and always have time to talk some shit. It's, we are just your Spanglish, political, queer, shady, and everything podcast. So if you're listening, thank you for coming back to episode 011. This is our end of the year, Christmas, New Year's, maybe 2019, because I might upload it today, might upload it on January. So whatever you're hearing, you'll know. Uh, today's episode is being brought to you by tamales. Whatever tamales you want, whether it be the Honduran tamales, the Nicaraguan tamales, the Salvadoran tamales, you know, I have love for those Mexican tamales. But if you're Latino and you were with your family, I can assure you, you have tamales. So let's get let's get this going, because today we have a special guest. Shall we, everybody? And that's why I stay single, because, like, Santa never brings me a man, and when he try to bring me a man, siempre there's something wrong with him. Like, he has bigger toes, or, like, he's not out to his parents, or he's, like, I don't know, there's all these problems. But anyways, you know, I was keeping the Ariana theme, we have our self-proclaimed Ariana right? Ariana Knight? I don't know how to say it. Ariana Nader? Arianator. Okay, it's like a Terminator? Mm-hmm. Arianator. All right, so we're going to play a little game that I like to call Who You Is to try and figure out who our guest is. So we're going to play, I'm going to give you 10 rapid-fire questions. You have less than two seconds to answer each one. And people at home get to try and figure out who you is. I All right. for this. <laughs> uh, number one, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Spain, for the oh. men. Oh, for the men. Uh, number 12, what is your dream job? Um, creative director of GQ magazine. Number three, are you a morning or a night person? Morning. What is your favorite hobby? Dancing. Number five, what is one thing that annoys you the most? People who don't put their blinker on when they turn make a right turn. Number six, what is the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Dig doesn't count. I was going to say ass. Um... <laughs> Uh, squid. Number seven, what is your favorite thing about someone in your family? That we look alike. <laughs> Number eight, what is one of your weird quirks? Um, I, I wear face masks all day, every day. He's wearing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> he looks all metallic in my I room, do. in my closet. Once again, we're, record- we're recording from the WoW Presents closet. <laughs> uh, number nine, describe yourself in three words. Rebellious. Extra. Ambitious. Last one. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Oh, bitch. Dead or alive? Does it matter? Alive. Let's say alive. Um, that's... 
difficult. I'm just going to say Ariana Grande because that was the subject of what we were doing. It's because you're a self-proclaimed ra- radiana, Ariana Radio. Yeah, and she's that bitch, and I want to be that bitch. And bitch, you already that bitch. She All right, yeah. so for those of you who did, if you guessed, great. If you didn't, <laughs> tell us who you are. My Give us your is... self-introduction. <laughs> My name is James Paniagua, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> no. You're not, though. <laughs> I'm not. Um, no, I'm James Paniagua. I'm from LA. I'm single. I love long walks on the beach. And well, wait. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Um, I work in marketing. Um, for Rachel Zoe. Can you tell people in home who Rachel Zoe is? Rachel Zoe was really big in 2007. If you watched her show on E before the Kardashians were ever on there, um, but now she's you know trying to sell some clothes. On the corner of Melrose and La Cienega in West Hollywood. And you help yourselves out. <laughs> and I'm clothes. helping. I help. <laughs> My thumb is out all day on Melrose Avenue. Feel free to stop by. What do you like to do for fun, James? Other than dancing, since you mentioned. Um, I what do I like to do for fun? I like to go to art museums. Okay. That's literally what I do every weekend. You really do though. I do. And, and you like to take a lot of Instagram pictures. Okay, you didn't have to read me. <laughs> <laughs> I go for more than just the Instagram pictures. He goes for the art. But I do make sure I take a picture of it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all. So this is James Paniawa. He We met, how long did we met like a year and a half ago? Serious guy, yeah. Yeah, it was, I, we met online, yes. which the world of social media. Yeah. So we met on social media. I started following him. I don't even know how I find you, bitch. I think, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You posted. <laughs> I probably Someone posted, posted a nude. No, 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 no. Somebody, um, maybe. <laughs> Some, I think somebody posted you and tagged you, and I was like, oh, who is this? And I saw your post, and I was like, oh, I really like the way he, like, what's a word, like, you, the way that you put your Instagram, there's a word for it. Like, a, you, my The way you curate. Yeah, my, my curation of Your curation pictures? of your Instagram. <laughs> we're going to tell, we're going to put your link on the description <laughs> so people can actually follow you. Um, and yeah, and then I did this, like, uh, every June I do, like, a different pride, like, mm-hmm. social media um, project. And that's, that June I was doing, like, basically, like, interviewing people that are queer um, and, like, about their stories and their coming out stories. And I asked James to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's where he became friends. Mm-hmm. And then he came and visited me once, and he loved the Bay. And now he comes all the time. Literally, <laughs> I've literally been here, like, four times in, like, four months. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm coming up. You're like, okay, you can stay with me. So I was <laughs> like, you know what? You're recording with me now. <laughs> uh, all right, so that was uh, our section called Who You Is. And we're going to move on to How Was Your Week? And because we have someone on the podcast today, we're not necessarily going to talk about our weeks. We're going to talk about things that were going on in the week. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, our favorite thing in the world, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> All-Star Squadron. Yes. The, the, the leaked episode. So we weren't sure if we were going to talk about the leaked episode and we were going to talk about last episode. Oh. But it seems like most of the world has seen the leaked episode. And by the time people hear this... The episode would be the out by then. Leaked. You're right, you're right. So the third episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, Race got leaked. leaked. Mm-hmm. And so we all watched it on Monday. We were all those bitches saying, oh, we're not going to watch it because we want to give RuPaul ratings. Who said that? Who said that? Um, I think, like, Christian said that. <laughs> I was like, I'm watching it. The link is there. And I was like, bitch, I'm watching it. It's leaked. We, we got to... 
<laughs> let me put some popcorn me, on. Exactly. Let me put some tapatio on my popcorn. It was so good. <laughs> it was okay. So, um, what are your highlights of the leaked episode? Okay, first of all, I will say Snatch Game of Love was a choice. It was um, a choice. I prefer Snatch Game, normal Snatch Game every year, but I liked it. I mean, it was different. It was teams. It was the Gus Kenneth is so dreamy, and the I don't know who the other guest was. But the other guest was super dreamy too. Which one? The, the one two, from like Bachelors. The one oh, from the one... I Am Simon. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, his name. he is so hot. He is so dreamy. I was oh, looking at his Instagram. I want him. And then with that accent, I'm exactly. like, oh my god. Um, like, do people think my accent is sexy the way that people think his accent is sexy? They don't. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I I agree. So I did not like Snatch Game of Love. It was dumb. Mm-hmm. I will say the Trinity the Tuck. Definitely killed that shit. She like did. she was funny. She walked in the door. She dragged all the ladies and said, "I'm here for this bitch." I, I love how they try to make like drama with Gia trying to be Caitlyn Jenner too, but I was like, "There's no drama there," because we all know that Gia's gonna go home. She went home on her snatch game on her mm-hmm. season. Who did she play? She played somebody's nail technician. It was like. Black China's friend. I don't, honestly. Don't I don't know. remember her name. She was super stereotypical though. Super yes. Stereotypical Korean. Um, which was funny in some ways. But she others. was super extra. Yeah. Who did she play on her own season? She played Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, because she was gonna do Selena. Remember? That was that would have been a worse fail. I know, and I all I remember worse. from that season was Adore Delano saying, "Girl, how are you gonna make Selena funny? What?" <laughs> Jolanda shot me. Mm-hmm. I love pizza. <laughs> yeah, that would have been racist. I would have, yeah. I agree. I would have walked out. Um, who are your top two in Snatch Game? Naomi Smalls and Mandy Williams. I think she was robbed. I totally think she should have been in, like, one of the top two. Um, and Manila. I like Manila's Barbara Streisand. I'm, like, super, like, campy, so I love Manila and I love what she does. Um... And I just feel like Naomi was robbed. Naomi was robbed. Naomi's, like, last two seconds on screen were priceless. When she, like, looked at the camera, shaked, and then fell on the floor. I was like, yes, this is what we needed. Yeah, Naomi definitely brought it back. Like, I was... She made up for it from... Because she was horrible on her season. Oh, my God. When she did Tiffany New York Pollard. With, like, no boobs. No boobs. No padding. Nothing. No big... Like, it was just really bad. You're like, you're not Tiffany. You are a... Wanna be and she was bottom two. Yeah, she's she was bottom two because she sent Acid Betty home, remember? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know everything about RuPaul's Drag Race that could ever be Same. on the show. And so there's James. So this is why we get along. Um, I think my highlight of episode three was definitely seeing Valentina in the bottom. That gave me life. Um, we all know that I'm not a huge Valentina fan. And the Valentina haters will come at me. And I don't care, bitch. Give me ratings. I didn't know. I hate Valentina. Why? I have personal issues with that bitch. Did you already talk about this before? I did. I did in a different episode. Okay. Well, All I have to say is brown dick is so, a thing. I mean... Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, that sounds a little more personal. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I like her drag. I mean... I will say she killed the lip sync in episode two. Yeah. I will well, say that. for sure. Did we, we didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about we that. We didn't talk about that. And that was epic. So we have Who's Gone Home. Jasmine has gone home. Farah. Farah has gone home. And now, and now Gia. Gia has Which gone home. Which is like, I mean, all Which we them. all saw it coming. Yeah. We all we knew, knew they were going to go home. Exactly. We knew they so, were going to be the winner. 
Girl, bye. We don't need a fitter queen. Now I just need Manila to get her shit together and send Valentina home for real. Um, I was rooting for you, Manila. We were all rooting for you. Imagine, imagine how crazy it would have been if they sent Valentina home and not Gia, though. Oh. The internet would have exploded. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so James had to step out because he's still on the clock. Uh, so he's trying to get his money, girl. So he's not here for the new episode that we're going to be talking about. So the last episode uh, that happened, it was the Jersey Justice episode. So I guess I'll talk about it. So the Jersey Justice episode, uh, basically, uh, Gia Gunn went home, whatever. So then they all come back. They are going to do like a court show kind of episode and so it is Manila and they get paired in groups and it's Manila and Naomi it's uh, Valentina and Trinity Tuck and then it is Trees Royale, Brown Cow Stunning and Monet's Change. So they each do their scene and it's improv the court person is Michelle Visage because of course it's Jersey and so Michelle Visage is the one that's doing it. I personally love improv um like challenges because like it really shows like which queen is like on their feet all the time you need to be on your feet and think on your feet and really be creative and not just be like a look queen to be able to do good in uh improv uh my personal favorites were i really loved the first one which was uh manila and uh, Naomi Smalls, they talked about, it was like, oh, like, Naomi was a hairdresser and made Manina look like a dog. It was really funny. Um, I personally think both of them should have won. The next one was uh, Monet's Change, Latrice Royale, and Monique Cart. Monique Cart did so well. Like, this was, like, her challenge. Like, she made Monet's Change and Latrice Royale look really bad. I feel bad for them. And, Latrice Royale, like, she just, like, faded in the background, in my opinion. Um, and then the last one was Valentina and Trinidad Tuck. I think Trinidad Tuck did amazing. Um, I was not a huge fan of Valentina. She was, I mean, she was funny, but she wasn't, like, my favorite. Um... Anyways, after that, uh, they were talking about... There was some drama, because, um... Everybody knows that Latrice Royale is going to be in the bottom. So then Trinidad Tuck asked Valentina, if I'm in the bottom with Latrice, who you send home? And Valentina was like, I would send you home, bitch. And everybody's starting to see how Valentina works now, which really makes me happy that everybody's starting to see that, you know, she's not as nice as people think that she is. Um, and so Trinidad Tuck is like, oh, no, bitch. Like, I'm not going to trust you anymore. Uh, the runway was curves and swerves. Uh, I personally loved Brown Cow Stunning. The Brown Cow Stunning look was one of my favorites. Uh, my second favorite was probably Monet's Change, because did she did a nod to um, Kim Kardashian and her, like, break the internet uh, look. And then my third favorite, I want to say, was Trinita Tuck. Like, her curled hair and stuff. My least favorite were definitely Latrice and also Valentina. Valentina, I did not understand it. Um, so, on the bottom is Monet and Latrice. And on the top is Manila and... Monique Hart. Monique Hart wins the lip sync. It's a Tina Turner song. And of course, 
you know, they need to send the weakest one. Everybody was like, oh, you can't send Latrice home because she's the favorite. But, like, no, she did the worst. Like, I'm sorry, but if you did the worst, you need to go home. End the story. And so Latrice ends up going home. Uh, I feel bad with her. Oh, oh. Well, I guess this bitch is back, so I guess we're going to talk about, uh, we already talked about uh, this episode, so I guess since you're back, I want to know, who are you rooting for right now before we move on? Um, I'm rooting for Naomi Smalls and Valentina. I love, I love Valentina. I know she's, like, it's like Alaska. Alaska, you didn't want her to win, but you knew she was going to win. And I don't think Valentina's going to win. I, I'm still rooting for her because she's, she's great. She's, like, honestly a good drag queen. You cannot say she's not a good drag queen. I'm rooting for Manila. Notice how I didn't say it. Uh, I'm rooting for Manila and then Naomi. Okay. Naomi and Manila. So I guess we we are the same in yeah. Naomi. All right, we're moving on to... Uh, wait, uh, I'm sorry, you guys. We have to put our blindfolds on for this portion of the, uh, of the podcast because we're going to talk about the internet craze about this Bird Bots movie. Yes. Oh, if you have not watched Bird Bots, like, you are Did not you one of the, like, what is it? There is 43 million people, there's 43 million Netflix accounts that have already watched Bird Bots. So, if you haven't watched it, honey, what bots are you hiding in? <laughs> Apparently not the Bird Bots. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so okay, let's just go over Birdbots quickly. Like, what did you think about the movie? Um, I loved it. I was not expecting that from Sandra Bullock. I'm not expecting it from the kids. Yeah, the kids gave me life. The ending was. I like the ending. Okay. A lot of people didn't like, do you like the ending? I like the ending. I was happy they were safe. I'm sorry, if you haven't watched it, you'll know they safe. But you don't know who's safe. And you don't know where they went to. And you don't have no idea where they went went to. to Okay, but also, wait, can I do a spoiler alert? Sure. Spoiler alert. How did a group of blind people find a temple in the middle of the woods? Like, how did that Uh... happen? You know? Like it wasn't a temple; it was a blind school. It yeah, was a but school how, did, blind. how did how did that? You know, like how uh, are they just gonna have a blind? Like how did they? Le- it's like the blind leading the blind, literally. Like how did they get there? Oh my god, maybe that's the metaphor that like our government is like the blind, and they're trying to lead the blind. <laughs> like I always go back maybe, to our fucking politics. <laughs> maybe I mean with this fucking administration. With this administration, they're definitely blind. Um, I, I, the thing that I didn't like was that a lot of young people don't know who Sandra Bullock is, and they were calling her the lady from, from Bird, Bird Box. Box. And I was like, bitch, Sandra Bullock is a fucking icon. Exactly. She is a legend. She has a fucking, she has an Oscar, a Golden Globe, a Teen Choice Award, a fucking uh, People's Choice Award, an Actors Guild Award. She has a fucking Tony, like, bitch. Sandra Bullock is the lady they gave us Miss Congeniality. She's the one that made me want to be a witch in Practical Magic. Not as much as The Craft did. The ladies in The Craft really wanted me to make me be a witch. Oh, The Craft. Okay. If you haven't watched Bird Bots, go watch it. It's a really great thriller. It's like an mm-hmm. apoc- ap- apocalyptic. There you go. I, yeah. I almost sounded like La Chambion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I should have let you say it. Um, all right. And talking about Netflix, something that happened that we haven't talked about in the podcast is Netflix announced a new Selena series, oh, right? Yeah. So how do you feel about this? I I don't know, because I, I just read about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good because they're working with their family to establish it. Yes. I'm just really curious, as we all are, of who's going to play Selena. I think 
it should be that girl from Grownish, the girl from Life Size 2. Uh, I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. I don't remember about. her name. If you remember her name, I know you're going to tell me, because you always do. Um, I think, I don't know, because we saw the list as well. Like, I was looking up this mm. up yesterday, and they were saying it could be Selena Gomez, which I don't think it should. No. I, it could be Demi Lovato, which I don't think I don't it should. I don't see it. They said it could be Camila Cabello. I, I'm kind of down for that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I really you know who can. they didn't mention? Becky G. I actually think Becky G could do it because she's already done movies. Has she? Yeah, she was the Yellow Ranger in Power Rangers. I don't. I'm, I don't. Which Power Rangers? The movie. If it wasn't, if it was bef- before like 2006, I don't know. Okay, I went to see the movie. It was a horrible Power Rangers movie, but Becky G was in it. <laughs> I don't. I don't even really know who Becky G is either. She's the one that sings Mayores. A mí me gustan Mayores. She's the one that sings Kama. Mm-mm. Okay, I'll play songs for you, right? Okay? Please don't. All right. Uh, please don't. All right. Uh, all right. Moving on to another first look. We have two first looks that happened in the last couple of weeks. The first one was the Aladdin first look. Mm-hmm. And they had already done the trailer, but they released pictures. Mm-hmm. And they released saying that uh, Will Smith is going to play it hip-hop genie. The, like, Sinbad kind of genie. Yeah, I read that. I'm not here for it. I, yeah, I don't think... Robin Williams would be happy with that. No. At all. No. I expected to see so much more, like, um, CGI in what his, like, Aladdin. Yeah. And, like, all of this, like, his blue, like, blue, I was expecting to see blue skin and all this good stuff, and it's, like... Mm. When they said it was going to be Will Smith, I just thought Will Smith was going to voice Aladdin. Mm-hmm, exactly. I never thought he was actually going to be Aladdin, mm-hmm. and he looks ridiculous. He looks like Sinbad. He looks like Shaq and Kassam. Like, oh my god, that is so horrible. Yeah. He looks so bad. Oh, like, and, okay, this is my other thing. What? Why does he have a shirt on? Why does Aladdin have a shirt on? Oh, yeah, they did the gays, such an injustice. No, I'm sorry, why were you not thinking about the gays and the women? But mostly the gays. Like, yeah. why does he have his shirt on? I don't, I'm not here and for it. And it's like, it's 100 degrees in the desert, and you're going to put a shirt on this poor... And, and it's poor. not even shirts, it's like layers. Yeah, and he's poor, so you're going to tell me he just has like three layers of clothes on. Really, bitch? No. It does. It don't work that he way. Been shirt- he should have been completely stripless. And the actor's no like vest. really hot. He's He and I can go to his Instagram. <laughs> he has really hot shirtless pictures, since you won't see it in Aladdin. Uh, Mena Masood is his name, and he's gorgeous. He's really gorgeous. Oh, but can we talk about Jafar? Jafar is... Oh, Have you seen Daddy Jafar? Yes. Oh, and yesterday, I... James explained to me the difference between dad and daddy. <laughs> yeah. I assumed that just an old gay man was a daddy. Apparently, no. you have to be a hot old man. Well, yeah, because if you're, like, older and you're attractive, it's like, ugh, daddy, you know? Versus, like, if you're just old, you're, like, a dad. Oh, I feel You're bad. Like, but again, I don't... I mean, maybe that's just my gay vocabulary. No, I'm gonna adapt that. Um, like, I already yeah. put it... I already did put it in my uh, hard drive. Yeah, because if you, like, run into, like, a 40-year-old gay at the bar, it's just, like, a 40-year-old gay. You're not gonna be like, oh, he's a daddy. Like, that's not... Like, ugh. No. I learned something new every day. You're welcome. All right, so talking about releases, so uh, the producer of... Get Out just gave us a new trailer on Christmas Day for his movie called Us with Lupita Nyong'o and the guy from, what's his name? The guy from Black Panther? The guy that comes and saves them? Daddy? He's Daddy from uh, Black Panther. Ma- is he, I don't know his name. I, can't I, know he, I know he is. I don't know his name. But, oh, 
Yo, this movie? This movie's gonna be crazy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it to come out. And it's confirmed that they're all in the same universe, so, like, Get Out and Us are in the same universe. Same universe. So, a whole bunch of crazy shit's happening. You need to go see it. I'll put the link on the description of the trailer. But somebody mentioned that this is called Us because Keenan Peele, is that his name? He's trying to tell us to get out of the U.S. That get out us. Conspiracy. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Conspiracy. That All right, y'all. Well. We're going to move on to our segment, the next segment called our question of the week. And we're going to talk 2008. We're going to talk 2009. So I guess we'll see you there. A mí me gustan más grandes cuando me ves en la boca. Oh, no, she says, cuando están adentro en la boca. Oh, there's something going on here. There you go. Okay. I'm sorry. My tone was off on my recorder. Uh, welcome back. That was Becky G, because I needed to play Becky G since James had no idea who Becky G Becky G is. I was like, what bots are you living in? Not the bird bots. Ah, I'm going to use that joke for the rest of the year. <laughs> Thank God, there's like three days left in the year. Wow. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to our first segment, or second, or third. I forget how many segments there is. All I have to know is, how you doing? Um, I don't know why I said that. So, how was your week? There you go, that's why I said that, because I like to say, how was your week, the way that Wendy Williams would say it. How was your week? Can you say it? How how you how how you doing? No, how was your week? The how way that Wendy week? Williams says it. I don't. How was your week? There I you like, go. I prefer how you doing. I prefer that. I hundred percent prefer that. So we already did how was your week, and now we're gonna do, go on to question of the week. Um, so our question of the week is the end of the year. So I want to talk about twenty eighteen, our best and worst. Uh, if we had any resolutions for twenty eighteen, have you completed it? And what are your goals and wishes for 2019 or resolutions? You can start. Oh, dang it. <laughs> um, okay, so for 2018, I didn't really have any set resolutions. I, like, obviously all the, like, basic gay ones. Like, I want to get in better shape. I want a better body. I want to find a man. Um, and I have a better body and I found a man. But, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I wanted to, like, travel more, which I did. I wanted to get, I wanted to make more money, which I did, um, but, like, I didn't, like, go into the years thinking, like, okay, James, this is what you're gonna do this year and get this shit done. I did it because I feel like if you set goals like that, it's just, like, that's all you're doing is, like, striving for one goal instead of, like, letting every other goal be achieved at the same time. Does that make sense? So you're letting the universe take over. No, fuck the universe. <laughs> Don't say that. It's going to hear you. <laughs> I'm taking over. I'm doing my, like what I can to like make sure that my life is just on track. What are your top five moments of 2018? Oh, bitch. Top five. Mm-hmm. Um, or do got... you want to do top eight, like MySpace? No, top five, top five. I was like, I thought five was a lot. Don't turn to eight. Um, 
Let's start with... You start. You start. Okay, fine. So, um, for I guess I'll start with my top moments, uh-huh. and then I'll do my, my resolution or whatever. Uh-huh. So, my top five moments for 2008, I definitely have to say, was one was graduating my master's. That was an Good amazing... Job. Thank you. That was an amazing accomplishment. It was actually one of my resolutions and goals to, like, finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second top moment would definitely be finishing Teach for America. So I finished the core. Mm-hmm. I'm part of the network now. So, yes. woo-hoo. Uh, person of color in this organization. Uh, but you know what? It's changing. And I am so appreciative of the change and the work that they're doing to be more conscious about the work that they're doing in communities of color to put more people of color in these communities. It's a work in progress, but at least they're doing something about it. My third, um, I definitely want to say getting this new job. Mm -hmm. That was pretty amazing. Oh, no, before getting this new job, I would say working for the mayor this summer. Like, working for the mayor. Mm -hmm. No, but that was before I worked for the campaign. So I worked just for the mayor in her office all the summer. And that was amazing because I got to meet so many amazing people. I got to, like, get to know the mayor of Oakland, like, face-to-face, like, me conoce or whatever. The the fourth one was working that campaign. I got to, like, get back to what I love, um... It was the years before I was work. I had worked in a campaign. The last campaign I worked with was twenty twelve for Obama, and I like was just a canvasser. And before that, I organized for Prop Eight. You remember Prop Eight in twenty in two thousand eight? Um, I was like sixteen. Wow, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, so getting back to the campaign world was really great, and all of that like prepared me to this new job that mm-hmm. I just got a couple of weeks ago uh, that I keep mentioning and that I'm so excited for that I'm excited to like travel with it I'm excited to grow within the organization uh, we're doing good work um, my resolution was to graduate and it was also to travel more so I told myself that I would want it to be in a plane every month of the year and I did it even if that plane was going to LA it still counted as a plane um, but I went to so many different places I finally left the country I had never been out of the country are you ever. serious? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. so going to Ecuador for my not 30th, even Mexico? not even Mexico are you serious? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay so going to Ecuador for my 30th birthday was my very first time ever leaving the country was amazing God. Going to Ciudad Mexico was amazing. Seeing Frida's house, mm-hmm. uh, the pyramids, all of that. I was like, bitch, I, w- I need more of this. <laughs> and I, bitch, she already booked more flights for next year. So watch out, 2019. <laughs> um, so tell me, like, your worst moment of 2018, if you can think of one. Oh, girl. Um, my worst moment of 2018. I don't know. I don't... Mm. I mean, I, I, I guess it's, like, a good thing. Like, I've been pretty blessed to have a pretty decent year because I can't think of anything that, like, tragic or anything. I mean, I, like, broke up with a boy, but, I mean, I was okay. Do you that wasn't that? tragic? I do yeah. remember. <laughs> no, I mean, I was fine. You were fine. <laughs> I bounced back pretty quick. <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, I, I'm just blessed. I don't have, like, a worst moment that I can think of maybe like now because I'm so stressed and I'm like breaking out horribly that's like this is why he has half a mass right now yeah he looks like detox from detox the future of drag yes because it's like exactly how you look like do you think that's what she wore (laughs) yeah she just wore this face mask from Target Uh, so I guess my worst of the year was um, I guess because I was unemployed for a while there, 
I, I went to, like, a really dark place. Like, legit. Like, you start doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, bitch, I'm already single, and now I'm unemployed. Like, bitch, who's gonna want me now? Mm-hmm. And then I had to, like, really, like, pick myself up and be like, bitch, I'm a fucking catch, okay? Like, bitch, you could play baseball with me if you want, because I am a catch. And I keep telling men that, but, you know, they, they can't see what I see. And until I find a man that sees what I see, then we ain't going anywhere. I'm still, I'm a catch, bitch. And so you better be a catcher and a pitcher because I like to rotate. She's verse. She's verse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so what do you, you never um, told me your top five and your best five. and worst. My top five of 2018. Okay, so I got a promotion at work. That was wonderful in the beginning. And stressful at the end, but it's fine. Um, I went my my New York trip was honestly probably one of the best. I spent five days in New York by myself. I met so many great people. I went to all the art museums in New York I could. I tried to find Ariana Grande. It didn't work, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, three more. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean. I finally, oh, I, this is, like, a super, super, um, narcissistic one, but I, like, finally grew some muscle. You're snatched, girl. I know, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm literally, like, am the, in the best shape of my life, out of lots of hard work, lots of eating, yeah. lots of dieting, um, so that's, like, super, super good, super, super, like, good to see, <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think two more. See, like, like my life is boring. I don't have like any like big things. I mean, I go out in West Hollywood. I come out to San Francisco. Yay! I literally do. I literally have been here for. You found a new family like, in the Bay. I have actually. You I'm really like, have. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Like last year, like when we first met and we started hanging out, it was like me and you. Yeah. And then now. I've met so many more people. That you have, like, so many more I have, like, a network of friends here, Mm -hmm. family of friends here that I can, like, talk to, I can come up with. And come out for you whenever you're here. Mauricio's not here. I actually have other friends that I can talk to. So Um, she's pushing me to the side. (laughs) She's she's last season. (laughs) So last season. I'm vintage, bitch. (laughs) I mean, okay. (laughs) Bitch, that was a joke. You were supposed to say, you're not old. (laughs) Oh, never mind. Never mind. Um... And that's, I mean, is that four? That's five. That's five. I mean. Okay, we'll count them. We'll count yeah. them. I mean, I'm trying to. Oh, bitch. I forgot. I miss per- I met Paris Hilton. Did that you was, really? That was a pretty good. Like, yeah, I met Paris Hilton at Zoe's at Coachella. So, Rachel Zoe has her party every year at Coachella. Uh-huh. Obviously, because I work for her, I got to go. And I met Paris Hilton. Like, well, I literally, like, met her. I said hi to her. And then she, like, left and, like, you know, had a drink. But I met her. And she looks gorgeous. She's, like. I don't know, like, 36 or something, but she looks, like, 21. Your 2006 James is so proud. I was, no, every James was living. <laughs> I was, like, yes. But then, like, my manager was just, like, calm down. It's just Paris Hilton. Like, she's no longer in anymore. And I was, anymore. like, girl, Paris Hilton's a legend. Like, you yeah. don't get it. You don't get it. She made up being Instagram famous. Like, she this is, is true. original. She's she was the original before Instagram, before anything. Yeah, she was MySpace like, people famous. Like, she was MySpace famous. People used to Google this bitch to I look at her new pictures. Her. She made TMC what it is. Um, All right, so any goals or wishes for 2019? For 2019, 
definitely want a new job. <laughs> that is... If you work at... If you work in fashion, if you work in marketing, if you're in LA, if you're in San Francisco, hit me up. Hit a girl up. I've got a degree, another one on the way. Um, she has a LinkedIn, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I really, I really want a new job. I really want to leave Los Angeles... Hopefully to the Bay Area. Yay! Um, but again, depending on where I can find a new job. Um, I think those are the two biggest goals I have. And obviously those are like pretty big goals to have. Um, I want to travel. I mean, obviously every gay wants to travel more. Every gay yes. wants to be healthier. Because we need new likes on our grinders. That's like... <laughs> I need to be visiting more often on Yes! <laughs> Hashtag visiting! <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, the, literally those two, everything else is just like, hopefully I just continue to grow, you know? Okay, I like that, I appreciate it. Uh, for me, I have a couple goals, so okay. my first one is your last year goal, which is my body goals. Mm-hmm. So I am doing the, I'm putting in the work, I'm putting in the money to get my mm-hmm. body right. Yesterday money. I signed, money, yesterday I signed up for uh, Orange Theory twice a week, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sign up for a boot camp class, because mm-hmm. she's trying to get this body snatched, because she's going to, to Puerto Vallarta Puerto. for my birthday, and memo- Memorial day and she already bought the flight so there's no going back there, so this needs body to needs to be should, right gonna, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get you like a size like 28 swimsuit <gasps> and then you're just gonna have to i'm like, gonna have to fit in it i'm gonna be like here bitch this is all you're wearing this weekend and then you're, and if you can't fit on it that means you're streaking <laughs> you're just naked sorry <laughs> so that's my first goal my second goal is definitely to grow within the organization that i'm working for where i can travel more um i I mean, obviously, yeah, so traveling because of the gays, mm-hmm. I want to say that. I was thinking of another one, and I can't, like, put words to it, right? Oh, I remember. I really want to go to where my mom is from in December. Next December, I want to take her with me to Michoacan. She hasn't been there since before I was born, and I've never been there. So I want to go so she can see her sisters that she hasn't seen in years. And then next New Year's Eve, my goal is to climb, um, what's that mountain in Arizona and Nevada? It's like the big hole. Oh, honey, big hole, honey. Yeah. Um, sorry. Oh, uh, honey. Um, the B- Grand Canyon? The Grand Canyon. How did you not know the name Look, of the Grand Canyon? I'm a second language learner, okay? Give me a break. That is no, it's literally the Grand Canyon. <laughs> El Grand Canyon. El Grand like Canyon. The same thing in both so there's this thing where people like will like climb the Grand Canyon on New, on, on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve and then they watch the sunrise. Yeah. From the, yeah. No, I mean, the, sun, the sunrise. Did you watch the movie How to Be Single? That's the, where I got it from. Sun? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where that's. I wanted to do that, too, because she did that. Yeah, so I want to do it next year, so 2019 to 2020, because 2020 is going to be a big year for me. Everyone. For everyone. <laughs> uh, for everyone, literally. No, oh, that's very Rachel Soe so of me. Literally. That's, she doesn't say that. She doesn't say that anymore? I don't know. I thought did she, she used to she, say did that. Did she say that? Well, Laganja Stranja used to say okay, literally. Okay, well, Laganja Stranja on, uh, on Season Snatch six. Game <laughs> as Rachel Zoe. She's... I... I didn't ask her. My manager did. But literally, she was like, what is that? I was like, <gasps> okay. But she can't be bothered, so it's fine. That's true. Oh, my last one. So I already spent money, and I signed up for all three Spartan races because my goal is to complete the trifecta next year. I'm doing the sprint at the end of G- January. January. I'm doing the super in March, and I'm doing, I think it's called the Mega or something like that. 
in November in Lake Tahoe. And so once I complete those, you'll see all the Instagram pictures. You can like them. Please like them. Uh, yeah, so those are my goals. Okay, so it's a race. Do you, like, win? It, it's raising obstacles. But do you win? You win if you if you finish. You complete it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was... You like get a medal if you finish. And so you do all three and you get a piece of the trifecta in each one. So when you finish the third one, you connect the pieces. Very like Lord of the Rings. Very like um, Zelda. That sounds, uh, that the Triforce. What else things connect? Very like... Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. <laughs> stop. Stop. Things that connect in three. <laughs> I mean, never mind. Well, I mean, in that, two things are connecting. The never third mind. one is just never dangling. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on. James is going to take a break right now because he's still on the clock. Oh, yeah. um, and he's going to take off her face mask. And she has to take her face mask off. So we're going to move on to our POC and Queer Excellence of the Week. And James will join us again when we get to talk some shit. All right, we'll see you there. Welcome back. Uh, we are going to move on to our next section, which is our person of the week, our LGBT or POC person of the week. And for this week, we're actually going to have a couple people that I want to just like mention, talk about them a little bit, and then move on. Uh, the first one is Yalitza Aparicio. Yalitza Aparicio, if you don't know who that is, that is the indigenous woman who is the protagonist in the new. Uh, movie Roma. If you have not watched Roma, I need you to go watch Roma. It's on Netflix. It's on theaters. Uh, it actually just won a, today. Like it won a Golden Globe um, here, uh, and I'm so excited that it won a Golden Globe for Best Picture in a Foreign Language. So congratulations to Roma and to the director who won Best Director. Um, the reason why she's my person of the week is because Yalitza Aparicio, she was just a regular girl, and the director picked her up and said, I want you to be in this movie. Uh, she has just been killing it. She was on the cover of Vogue Mexico a couple weeks ago, looked amazing in it. Um, so excited for just things to come. She looked amazing at the Golden Globes today. So shout out to Yalitza Aparicio. My next person of the week is, or, uh, yeah, is a. Uh, Angela Ponce. Angela Ponce was the Miss Spain and the Miss Universe pageant a couple weeks back, and she was the very first transgender woman to compete in Miss Universe. Um, she is beautiful. She is so amazing. Uh, they gave her a whole uh, time to speak and to thank everybody for allowing her and for you know the progress that's happening for the LGBT community, especially for the transgender community within it. Uh, my last person of the week or queer ethnicity of the week is Ms. AKA Sandra O. Uh, she just won a Golden Globe for her work for Best Actress of her work in. Um, Police called Killing Eve. 
yo, like, she did such a great job hosting the Golden Globes. Then she wins the Golden Globe. This makes her the very first Asian-American to win for Best Actress. Um, so making her story, so excited about her. Um, she made it a point to make sure to name movies like Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, Roma shows like Pose that are really changing the way that people look at our society. I know it's a short person of color or queer excellence of the week, but I want to shout out Yalitza Aparicio, Angela Ponce, and Sandra O. Oh. Uh, we're going to move on to our next section, our Today in the Country, and hopefully this bitch will be back from break, okay? Congratulations to Lady Gaga for winning a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. And then this song, Shallow, won Best Musical Score in a Movie today at the Golden Globes. Uh, welcome to the next segment of It's Just a Talk in Today in the Country. We're going to start with our 13 days that our government has been shut down. So the government shutdown continues. Um, and if you have not been, I guess paying attention. The government has been shut down for about 13 days today, if I'm correct. I believe I'm correct. And basically, the government was shut down by this pendejo because he wants $5.8 billion to build a wall, and he will not open the government until he has his money. So it went from Mexico's going to build it to we're going to find the money for it, to the taxpayers are going to build it now. First, it was supposed to be a concrete wall. Then he said it was going to be a see-through wall. Then he said it was going to be a barbed wire wall. Then he said it was going to be a steel wall. Now he says it's going to be a solar wall and it's going to pay for itself. I don't know what your start, to be honest with you. And this is affecting the, the government because all government employees are not getting paid. They're not, they're working and not getting paid for this time because this pendejo decides, decided that it is more important to build a wall than to pay his people. Uh, today he had a meeting with Nancy Pelosi, where Pelosi, uh, who is now the Speaker of the House, uh, basically was trying to come talk to him and, and try to figure something out out for him to open the government. Uh, he did not seem happy, and sources say that he went on rants, on 20, 30-minute rants, uh, you know, about why this wall, he, he wants his wall, I want my wall, I want my wall, mommy. He is, he sounds like, you know those kids when, that like, they want something at the store, and they like, throw themselves on the floor, and they like, start dragging themselves until the parents buy them, whatever it is, that's what he reminds me of. Like, legit reminds me of a kid who's just, like, rolling on the floor and be like, But I want my wall! I want my wall, mommy! <sighs> I, he's lucky to not have my mom as a mother, because I never did that. 
Because the one time I did that, my mom literally walked out of the store. She's like, oh, you're going to do that? Okay, bye. And I literally ran crying after her. And then the second time I tried to do it, you best believe my mom pitched me so hard. Because then you have a bruise in me, in, me, in me arm. But you know what? I'm no longer 18, so you can't call child services. When you look, look at me. I turned out just fine, okay? Uh, so uh, that's enough that I'm going to say about the government shutdown. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it for the next couple of days. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is this bitch being impeached. Impeach the motherfucker. Uh, to quote a great woman named Rashida Tlaib, who is one of the new congresswomen who just got sworn in. On the night that she got sworn in, uh, she was talking about the things that she's looking forward to doing. And then she said, and for Trump, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Um, and it's like a huge news now that how dare she say that? How dare dare she use such language and it's funny because I was watching Don Lemon on CNN and they made a compilation of all the uh, I guess words that Trump has used that um, DJ the G, DJT has used because remember I said I'm going to call him DJT the DJT has used you know he's called people you know bitches fuckers like all these like horrible words he's said that he's going to grab people by the pussy when he was talking about, um, what's his name, uh, Kaepernick, Kaepernick, he said, oh, you know, the coaches need to, you know, drag that bitch out of the court, out of the field or something like that. And all of a sudden, he's offended that somebody would call him a motherfucker. Oh, my God. He went on the knees and said, oh, she disgraced her family for using such language in public. I'm like, what about your family, yo? You've been disgracing everybody. I stand with Rashida Tlaib, and I can't wait to impeach this motherfucker. Um, there's been other uh, freshman congresswomen and Congress people that have stood behind Rashida Tlaib even what she had said, including the new Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. And uh, just a mention about Nancy Pelosi, uh, she... It is customary that the old Speaker of the House is there when the new Speaker of the House uh, takes over. And this bitch, fucking... Paul Ryan decided not to show up, decided not to be present and pass on the gavel to Nancy Pelosi. Um, so she had to, like, somebody else had to do it because he's a fucking bitch. And he, that's the definition of one. He's mad. He's salty that, you know, they're no longer the majority. And so he refused to pass on the gavel. Uh, on better news, uh, a couple weeks ago, Julian Castro announced that he's filing paperwork for, to run for president in 2020. He is not the only one. Uh, we've also had our the mayor of L.A., um, Garcetti, has said that he's going to be running for president in 2020. As well, uh, what's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Warren. There you go. Elizabeth Warren is also going to be running for president, she announced. Other people that have been said they're going to run is Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. A lot of people want Curry Booker to run. And of course, the bitch um, Donald Trump is going to run again. Uh, I am really excited. Uh, against Donald Trump, people like Mitt Romney, Jess Flake, Josh John Kasich, Ka- is it, 
have said that they're going to run against him for the Republican uh, nomination, as well as people running for the Democratic nomination. I'm actually really excited to for 2020. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening personally in the country. Change needs to happen. If he gets reelected, I need to uh, use my passport and go somewhere that's not the United States. Um, but yeah. With that, we are going to finish our Today in the Country, and we're going to move on to our Hoy en el Mundo. Welcome back to It's Just a Talk. That was Panic at the Disco. High hopes. So excited that Panic at the Disco is back on the charts. They're my favorite when I was uh, in... Where was I? I think I was in middle school or high school or maybe college if you want to think I'm that young. Uh, all right, this is Hoy en el Mundo. Our Hoy en el Mundo section, we basically talk about what's happening in the world. Today we're going to go to Tunisia, who, which is a country in Africa. Uh, Tunisia's protests have continued to spread after, a, what, a week ago, a journalist set himself on fire. Um, and so the reason why this journalist uh, set himself on fire is because People in Tunisia are basically protesting the authority there. They're protesting people are dying of hunger. People are dying of thirst. People are dying by police officers and uh, force. Despite the country's democratic transition since then, authorities are still struggling to improve poor living conditions in the face of rampant inflation and persistent unemployment. There's a eruption between the political class and young people's especially those living in insecurity in, Tun- in Tunisia's interior who see their future as uncertain, uh, said the president of the Forum of the Economic and Social Rights. Uh, in recent months, though, political life in Tunisia has been paralyzed by power struggles ahead of a presidential elections in 2019. Tunisia's National Union of Journalists called for a general strike on the 14th of January to mark the 8th anniversary of their revolution. Uh, Sorgi self-immolation was a sign of rejection of a catastrophic situation, regional imbalances, high unemployment among young people, and the misery in which our fellow citizens are living in, is what the newspaper in Tunisia said. Uh, To read more on on what's happening in Tunisia, I got this from The Guardian. Uh, And I'm going from Tunisia and Africa all the way to Russia, where there is a U.S. man detained in Russia who is a former Marine. His name is Paul Wilman, who was in Moscow for a friend's wedding when he was held for quote-unquote spying. Uh, The American man who who was detained in Russia on a cassette of being a spy is is a retired Marine who is visiting Moscow to attend a wedding. 
In a statement released on Tuesday morning, the family of Paul Wilman said that the last time anyone had contact with him was the 28th of December, the night before the wedding. He was due to attend. Russia's domestic security service announced on Monday that it had arrested an American on Friday who was carrying out an act of espionage. The statement in Russian did not provide further details about the individual who was detained or information about the alleged spying, but his name appeared in the translate as Paul Wellman. Uh, the U.S. State Department declined to comment on whether the detained individual was a former Marine, but in response to question from whether he was a spy or not. His family say that he wasn't a spy. Uh, of course, the president, uh, DJT, has not said anything about this because it, you know, it has nothing to do with his wall. So he's not going to mention anything that has nothing to do with his wall. So if he gets convicted, he will get more than 10 years in a Russian prison uh, as, you know, charged by for espionage. So he'll probably be tortured. He'll probably die before the 10 years unless the American authorities step in and try to bring this man home. Uh, those are the news, the world news, uh, hoy en el mundo, and we're going to move to our favorite part of the podcast, where I get to talk some shit, and I got some shit to talk about this year, this time around, uh, and I'm going to go pull James out of his computer, because he's still on the clock, and hopefully we'll talk shit together, so we'll see you there. That was Loosing You by Solange. And it's very fitting that we will play Loosing You because the very first person that we're about to talk some shit is the one and only Offset because, bitch, you lost her. Uh, welcome back to our favorite segment of the podcast where we get to talk some shit. Yes. We talk some tea. We talk some truth about the country, the world, and now we're about to talk some shit. And you know what? I do that really well. Same. There I you go. We're day, shit talkers. Every day, every gay. Every day, every gay. Mm-hmm. We are going to use gonna that. That is going to be my slogan when I go on <laughs> Drag Race. I talk every shit every day, every gay. I will say that my favorite slogan so far from Drag Race has been Any Ho is the Go by Aquarium. Because mm. technically, every hoe is a go. Every hoe, not hoe. But look, I have an accent, okay? People so at you home can say understood. hoe, but not go? Oh. Oh. Every hoe is a go. Every hole is a goal. There you go. Okay, fine. That uh, We love RuPaul's Drag Race, so, <laughs> you know, we always going to go back America, to talk about RuPaul's Drag facts Race. Facts are facts. Facts are facts, America. Which is, like, not even a RuPaul's Drag Race slogan it's just like a slogan it's a slogan but Monique Cart is just like she did the it. best brown cow stunning okay, okay quick question <clears throat> between Monique Cart and Shangela who do you think is the better narrator oh <gasps> Shangela really yes I, 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 I like wish Shangela could narrate every fucking episode really I think I like Monique Cart cause she has more like ah, 
Like that. Like that little. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. All right. Very we're going to move on to talking shit. Uh, the first one is Offset. So, a couple weeks, a week ago, he interrupted Cardi B. She was headlining. Mm-hmm. What is it called? She, uh, she interrupted. He interrupted her set at Rolling Loud. She was the first female to ever headline that. Yes. Super brown, groundbreaking. He just comes in with his flowers. Uh, and the flowers says, Take me back, Cardi. A lot of people were, like, saying, oh, he's letting his ego down. Like, he, men like that don't do that. I'm like, bitch, nobody should be doing that. That was her moment. Mm -hmm. It's an equivalent of, like, let's say Obama was getting inaugurated and Hillary Clinton came in and be like, move over, bitch. It's like the equivalent of, like, a white person (laughs) taking credit away from the very first black person, the very first Latino person to do something. That's the way I see it. And I just cannot stand Offset. By the way, I saw an article that... They're homophobic. Oh, Well, yeah, they're hella homophobic. Yeah, exactly. But I saw an article that she actually might have taken him back on Christmas. Yeah, did you you see all the article where she's like, I just want to get fucked. Did you get that one? Did she say that? Yeah, she's just like, I just need some dick. Which, I don't, I mean, we've all been there. I mean, we've all been there. I guess we have. But I still don't like Offset. I still think he's a rat, and I still think that what he did was super unnecessary. <laughs> and the fact that like he felt like attacked afterwards. Yes. I was like, well, you shouldn't have done what you did in the first place. Exactly. Like, if you don't want to get harassed, don't cheat on Cardi B. He was like, I'm sorry, brah. Really? You just called your yeah. wife brah? If you're the one anything to be sorry about, don't do anything to be sorry about. Exactly. Is that the way it goes? If you... That, whatever. Yeah, but you know what I meant. <laughs> so fuck Offset. You a trash. You're a rat. Trash. Like, you those rats in fucking New York, you know, at the sewers. That's you, bitch. You worse than that. Like, Paquita del Barrio, Rata de dos Patas, that's about you, bitch. She was way ahead of her time. She was singing about you. Legend. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> All right, the next person we're going to be talking is Kristen Nielsen, uh. who's the Homeland Security Secretary. And in an interview, uh, like we talked, uh, there's been a couple of children that have died at the border. Uh, the very first one was Jacqueline Carl McKean, who was a seven-year-old who died in custody of Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we had Felipe Alonso Gomez, who was an eight-year-old who died. And most recently, there was a 19-month-old Marie Juarez, who also died in custody. So this bitch had the audacity... The audacity. The audacity. To say that this was her parents' fault, that it wasn't Homeland Security, that these children had already came sick and dehydrated, that they had nothing to do, that if their parents, if the kids, if the parents didn't want the kids to die, then they shouldn't have came here to begin with. Ugh, I can't even, like, if, well, one, if you wouldn't have locked them up. Exactly. They wouldn't be, like, like, you know, ugh, there's so many. And then if you didn't separate the children from their parents, that's, like, two levels of, like, what you did wrong. Exactly. Plus, the conditions in these facilities, mm-hmm. how cold they are. There's like the transgender woman died, Roxana died, mm-hmm. because it was so cold. She got hyperthermia. They weren't giving her her HIV medicine, so she caught hyperthermia and died. These children are in these horrible conditions. They're not feeding them, not Providing giving them water. Shelter, yeah. Like, it's, bitch, like, are you kidding me? So like, scary. this stupid bitch, fuck you, Kristen Nielsen. Like, Hija de tu puta madre. 
Thank I you. can't. I can't. I'm just so... I feel so sad. I feel so sad for the families. I feel like... And then the biggest thing is that the like all, those parents came here for those children. Mm-hmm. They came here for a better opportunity for those children. Mm-hmm. And those children are gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like... And they're still living and they're still around and they're probably still going to be... Well, I don't know if... It's up to them if they're, they're probably going to be in the country. Up. Yeah. So... I really want to thank James for joining us on this episode of It's Just a Talk. Uh, yeah, so I want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Um, and I'll see you next year on episode double 12. 12. 012, double, right? I was like double 12? Uh, yeah, what? so <laughs> yeah. So follow me on Instagram at It's Just a Talk. That's also my Snapchat and my Twitter. Uh, email us at podcast.itsjustatalk at gmail.com that's podcast.itsjustatalk at gmail.com and James what is yours? follow me at James Dean Paniagua Uh (laughs) that was at James Dean Paniagua Uh, thank you so much James I love you Uh, and I love all of you thank you so much and happy new year I'll see you next episode cause everybody wants brown cow brown cow